Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson, Utah at work. Well, as we talk about work, uh, Prince Harry had a few things to say about work. Took a little heat for it. Of course, Prince Harry stepped down as a senior royal in the British royal family last year. Uh, He's now telling people to quit their jobs and put mental health and happiness first. Is he right? Or is there some value to just work? Working small jobs, hard jobs, difficult jobs. Former Utah Congresswoman Mia Love and CNN political correspondent joins us uh, to weigh in on this topic because I have heard her talk about this in the past. Uh, Representative Love, thanks so much for joining us today. And when we talk about work, it seems like uh, Prince Harry is just saying, hey, if you're not, you know, in joyful bliss all day, every day, you should just quit. Well, um, I find it really odd that Prince Harry would actually be saying that. Um, this is this is. I, I don't know if we should be taking advice from Prince Harry when it comes to work. I mean, he's in a completely different space than every American, every single American that we know, right? So, um, and and he also has the luxury of quitting and then being able to go and give a speech for a hundred thousand dollars he and Meghan markle so (laughs) i mean they okay so he has the luxury of doing that but i think what is really important is to for us as americans to get over this notion that work isn't work yeah um Work, work is work. I mean, we 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 teach our kids to work because it gives them some discipline. It um, helps them learn that hey, there are things that sometimes you have to do in order to uh, feed your family. In order to, and I think the value of work is incredibly important. Yeah. Um. I am. I. I have to tell you. Um, My dad used to pull me into Our Lady of Fatima school where he was a janitor. He had like several jobs, but he was a janitor there. And he had me um, scrub toilets with him. And he would say, hey, by the way, this is this is going toward your college books. Mm. And I remember just thinking to myself um, as I'm listening to all of that, if my dad just up and quit, I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be able to give my kids the same type of value. So no matter where you are in life, I think it's important for us to um, learn how to do hard things and continue to do hard things. And if you have the opportunity to do something that you love to do, then, I mean, I think that you should definitely do that. But uh, quit and then do what? (laughs) Then your heart's not happy when you're hungry. I mean, it's just... Yeah, that's um, right. If there's no food, if there's no food on the table, nobody's happy. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's a, I think it's such an important part of it. Uh, And I I think it was Neil A. Maxwell who said that uh, work is a spiritual requirement, even when it's no longer a physical requirement. And I, I I think especially with our younger generation, the Gen Zers in particular in the workplace, uh, often they'll just say, you know, well, I'm just not happy all the time at work uh, or I'm just not passionate about my work all the time. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, every job's going to have some hard things, some 
challenging things, some things mm-hmm. you don't love. Yeah. Uh, but it's finding that it's finding that proper balance. But it but it all starts with an appreciation for for the value of it. And I love that your dad uh, had you scrubbing toilets and saying, "This pays for mm, your books. Yeah. This will pay for your tuition. Yeah. This one here is going to get that new dress <laughs> that right. you want." Uh, we I don't. That's there right. are so many kids who don't even understand the concept of wow. When mom goes to work and is there for eight hours. Uh, that that means we can you know go to McDonald's or that means we can go on a trip or we can do you know this or that. Uh, there's such a disconnect I think between what work is and what it does uh, with so many of our young people. Right, right, and you know you you can if if it's really unhealthy. I mean everybody has to figure out their own circumstances, right? Um, but you are in charge of what happens in your life, and so if there are things that you can do in your work to make it better. Um, to find joy in work, then you should do that. But to up and just and quit and stop working, I mean, only Harry can do something like that. I mean, really, um, Harry, good for you. I'm, I'm happy that you don't have to work for the family business, but he's got other options where, yeah. you know, we, he doesn't have the same type of um, situation that, that um, we have and, and most Americans have. So it's it's just, um, we've got to find joy in work, but work is work. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to get up in the morning. Sometimes you just don't want to do this, but yeah. um, doing things, doing things that are hard, that's what builds character, I yeah. think. And, and you were uh, sharing with me, uh, I know you uh, had two guest appearances on The View this week. And, uh, yeah, I got to host again. Very, very so well. Fun. Uh, you were talking about uh, one of your co-hosts there, Joy Behar, talking about her mom in work. Right. It was really interesting because I said, I said, okay, guys, wait for it. I agree with Joy on this because, first of all, she was annoyed that Harry was telling everybody to quit. Right. And she was just like, I don't know. Like, of course, he has no idea. Right. And then the other issue was he, she said that her mom's a seamstress and her mom didn't like doing it all the time. And she's like, but she had to put food on the table. She had to, it came in handy because she got to dress us and she got to do, so she talked about these things and I thought, wow, um, wow, we found something in common. <laughs> like, that's great. So, um, you know, she, she was just talking about how, um, you know, what, what that meant um, for her. And I thought, I thought, wow, this is, this is, um, what a noble job, right? Yeah. Uh, you, I, I can just, I pictured it in my head, seeing her, her mom um, just, you know, at, at work as a seamstress. Yeah. yeah. And, and we often talk about, uh, you know, the, the greatest generation and, and some of the boomers who sacrifice so much just so their kids could, you know, have a better shot than they did. Uh, and just how, not just how noble that work was, but it was really consecrated work uh, and how they, yeah. they viewed it. And how it women way. were called to work during World mm. War II when all the yeah. men were gone. They were called to work. They needed to make sure that they kept America moving. That, And there were a lot of women that found value in that. They were like, you know what? I can do things outside of the home. Yeah. I can use my talents that can help my country. Uh, you know, just to just to hear and, and just read some of the stories of these women, it's just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Former Representative Mia Love, uh, again, she you can see her uh, doing political punditry on CNN, uh, also sat in on The View for a couple of days this week and uh, represented the state well. Uh, Mia, thanks for chiming in on this uh, important thing that work is work, and uh, we need to value that work. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. 
All right. I, again, I think that's so vital. Uh, we've got to teach this principle that there is just value in work and that work is a a soul requirement, a spiritual necessity, even when it's no longer a physical necessity. Uh, we're going to continue that. We're going to wrap up the show with that coming up at 2.50. So stay with us. Coming up next, Salt Lake City Mayor Erin Mendenhall is going to join us to discuss how she and the city continue to help those who've been hard hit financially during the pandemic. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.